Have you ever been given advice that you just wish you'd taken more notice of? Like when someone said to you, you should really wear more sunscreen on that day when you ended up with a peeling red face and now you can see the exact lines that it left behind. Or when a friend advised that maybe you shouldn't have that last cocktail before you left that embarrassing message on your ex's phone. Well, you get a lot of advice when you're starting out in business, especially when you're into learning and are trying to find out as much as possible. And like all advice, some of it is more beneficial than others. So it can be really tempting to follow just the advice that sounds easier or more exciting or more fun and discount anything that makes you feel uncomfortable or is just too hard. But sorry to break it to you, but that is usually the advice that is the most juicy, the most important and the most impactful. So in this episode, I'm sharing three things I was told at the start of my entrepreneurial journey that I didn't exactly ignore, but I didn't give as much importance to as I should have done which really slowed me up and held me back in the long run. So if you don't want to make the same mistakes as me, grab a notebook, listen up and be prepared to hear some truth bombs. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hi, I'm Nicola O'Hara and not so long ago, I navigated my way out of a successful corporate career to launch my dream business and haven't looked back. Now I live a life of freedom and work where, when, how and with whom I choose. I created this podcast to teach you the strategies I learned and share the knowledge and tools I needed during my escape journey so you can make your move out of your day job faster, smarter and with greater ease. Think of me as your mentor, teacher, guide and cheerleader through the highs and lows of the employee to entrepreneur roller coaster. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur feeling trapped, unappreciated and unfulfilled in your job, and longing to break free to build a business and life you're passionate about, you're in the right place. This is the Powering Your Passion podcast. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Powering Your Passion podcast. I'm loving that we are finally getting some sunny days here in my part of France. It was a really long winter and a cold spring, but finally I can sit and work in the garden now I'm back here. As I planned this episode yesterday, I enjoyed sitting in the sunshine, listening to the call of the birds and the buzz of the bees as they landed on the beautiful roses that surround my outdoor office. I really get so much energy from Mother Nature and I find working out there really helps my creativity. Definitely much nicer than being trapped in the air-conditioned, artificially lit office of my old corporate life, right? I'm really a sun lover. I guess most of us are, but... When I was growing up in Ireland, we didn't really see much of it. Yes, it was very green and beautiful, but that meant lots of rain. And when we got any kind of sun, everyone just raced the beach, even if it was not that warm. I remember this one time when I was about four or five on one of those very rare sunny days. My parents took me and my sister to the beach at Britis Bay, which is in County Wicklow. Now, this is a gorgeous beach with a wide expanse of sand and with sand dunes between the beach and the road. Anyway, we arrive at the beach with all our stuff and set up camp halfway between the water and the sand dunes behind us. Once we were settled, my mum turned to me and my sister and said, you can play in the sand and in the shallow bit of sea near us, but always stay in sight. Don't wander off. So we had a lovely time having a picnic lunch and playing on the sand and in the sea. And after lunch, my mum was sitting enjoying the sun and watching my dad and sister build a massive sandcastle. And I was sitting on the rug nearby with a toy, playing a bit. I I just got a bit bored. 
I've always been really independent, and even at that age, I was adventurous and had a huge capacity for imagination. As I wondered what to do, I looked towards the sand dunes, and an idea formed. I could just go and explore for a few minutes. In my head, I was one of the children from the famous five stories by Eden Blyton that my dad used to read to me at night. They were always investigating new places and never seemed to get any trouble for it, so why not? And now I knew Mama said not to go far, but it was not really that far. I'd not be gone that long, and after all, I knew exactly where my parents were. I could get back to them really easily. I gave a quick look to see Mum wasn't watching and toddled off. Now, I had a great adventure exploring around corners and looking at the various plants and abandoned things that were my buried treasure. Then after a while, I thought I better get back and return to where I thought my parents were. Now, this was the first indication in my life that I have no sense of direction. I was completely lost. I was so scared in that moment, thinking I'd never find my parents again but somehow remembered a previous trip when my mum had said if I got lost to go to the car. So I made my way up to the road and head off in what I thought the direction of the car park was. So now you can imagine this little four or five year old wandering along a road. But anyway, I was there feeling quite proud of myself because I thought mum and dad would be proud of me. I'm, I'm following instructions. But I was just beginning to wonder if I ever got, would get to that car park when a car sped towards me stopped suddenly and mum and dad leapt out and ran towards me. Now of course I was swept up in hugs and kisses and then they became very angry with me and I really was 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 not going to get away with it. Of course they'd been frantic looking for me, had searched everywhere and had others looking too and everyone was really worried and then they decided they would go back to the car and drive along the road and see if I could find me. I was relieved to have been found, but also a bit annoyed because they did not praise my resourcefulness in actually getting to the road and heading back to the car. But I did learn a valuable lesson that day, that when you're told something important by someone who is more experienced and knows more than you, you should listen to it. I had thought I knew better, that I knew enough to explore and get back to my family without a problem. But I didn't yet have the experience, the skills or the knowledge I needed to make that call. And when you're an aspiring or new entrepreneur, you're a bit like a child learning things all over again. Everything you've learned as an employee doesn't really mean that much in the business world. You need to listen to those who've gone before you, who've become entrepreneurs, who are business owners, to learn what is the best actions to take. And look, there's a lot of noise in the entrepreneurial world and lots of gurus and experts who are ready to give you their magic formula for success. Now, as you grow and learn more, you get to know what advice is valuable and what you feel comfortable not following. But there are some things that you hear over and over and over again, too many times not to realise that they are important. They are the advice you need to take notice of. But often, of course, they're the hardest to hear, because they're usually not the easiest advice to follow. So it can be tempting to close your eyes and ears, and like my little expedition all those years ago, to ignore the advice and go your own way. So there are three things I'm going to share with you now that I wish I'd listened to more carefully when I started my business journey. Things that, if I'd taken seriously, would have helped me move and grow in my business much, much faster. So the first one is the 80-20 rule. And this is, is in how that refers to sales and marketing versus your product creation. So as an employee, unless you're in sales or a part of the marketing team, 
You don't usually have much to do with promoting yourself, right? Success as an employee is all about working hard and excelling in what you do. But things in the small business world are a bit different. In a crowded market, you need to stand out and be seen. You can have the most incredible, most revolutionary product or service out there. And if no one knows about you or it, you're going to be left with a warehouse full of stuff or a never seen digital product and not a customer in sight. That's why the advice you hear all the time from experienced, successful business owners is, especially at the start, you need to be spending around 80% of your time shouting about what you've got, in other words, marketing and sales, and only about 20% on creating the actual product you're selling. Now, I know this sounds a bit counterintuitive, and for a while, I didn't quite believe it. I thought if I just create the best product experience for my clients, along with a bit of marketing, it would sell itself. But that just does not happen. You really do need to spend most of your time getting your message out there, building your brand, and making sure people know why what you offer is the answer to their problems or desires. It's about standing out from the crowd and telling your story in a way that makes people think, yeah, I need that and I need it now. So you may remember the 80s movie Field of Dreams, where Kevin Costner's character built a baseball field in the middle of nowhere and then all these ghosts of baseball players came to it. I wasn't really sure what it was about either, but anyway. Well, it's not a case of if you build it, they will come. If you build it first, you will find yourself having put a huge amount of work in and having nothing to show for it. And then you will still need to spend all that time on marketing anyway. So you should only focus on perfecting your product or service and make sure it lives up to your... So you should only focus on perfecting your product or service and making sure it lives up to your hype after you know you have a client base for it. And even after that, you still need to keep the flow of clients coming in. So you're never going to stop selling and marketing, I'm afraid. But it does get easier as you become more experienced and automate and outsource some of it. And it can even become really fun if you focus on the marketing and sales methods that suits you and your personality. Now, many newbie entrepreneurs do not want to believe or take this advice, myself included, because they become an entrepreneur to help people or bring a product or service they're passionate about into the world, not to spend their time talking about it. They think that the thing they're creating is the most important thing, Plus, it's the thing they enjoy and want to be doing. Here's the thing. The more they can bring clients to them, the more people they can have impact on and the more people who will be able to enjoy what they have to sell. Okay, so the second bit of advice I got and I want to give to you now is you need to get comfortable feeling uncomfortable. Okay, that sounds as much fun as a trip to the dentist, right? But here's the catch. This is exactly where the magic happens. You see, in your comfort zone, it's really cosy, it's warm, it's familiar, well, it's comfortable, but nothing much grows there. Think about it. Every big leap forward you've ever taken, every achievement that's made you feel on top of the world, it came from pushing yourself, from stretching beyond what you thought you could do, from stepping out into the unknown. It's the same with business. Success comes from trying new things, from taking risks, from daring to fail. And yeah, it's scary. You're going to feel like you're walking a tightrope without a safety net on some days. But remember, every time you step out your comfort zone, you're growing, you're learning and you're getting stronger. Being uncomfortable can sometimes mean you fail. But in business, failure is like a rite of passage. It's practically a necessity. Sounds crazy, right? I know to an employee brain that that does not compute. But hang in there. Let me explain. You see, success in business isn't a straight line. It's more like a squiggly doodle that goes all over the place. 
Sometimes it's the missteps, the slip-ups and the face plants that can teach us the most. Because when you fail, you get a crystal clear picture of what not to do. So it's like when I was staying in the UK recently. I was about 20 minutes from the nearest town where the supermarket was. Now this was a completely new area to me. I've never been there before. These roads are all unknown to me. So I set out my car with my phone on Google Maps to get there, as we all do, and found myself in traffic jams. Then I was in the wrong lane on the roundabout. I had to go around twice. I turned down the wrong street and then shot past the supermarket because although I needed to turn off there, it was a really tricky hidden entrance. And now I know I'm not the best driver in the world, but I'm not that bad. It just was a new route to me. I wasn't sure where I was going. And the sat-nav gave me the shortest route, sure, But was it the best route or the most intuitive to me? Absolutely no way. But the next time I drove there, I knew what I was doing. I didn't need the sat-nav. I knew where I wanted to go and there was not a problem. When you're doing something for the first time, you will make mistakes, even if you're following an established framework or plan. And you may not even reach your goal that time, but the next time you'll be right on target. One of the biggest truths in the business world is that you'll never really feel 100% ready. You might think you need the perfect plan, the perfect product, or the perfect moment before you can make a move. But here's the thing, perfect doesn't exist. It's like a myth, like unicorns or calorie-free pizza. Waiting for that mythical ready moment is like waiting for a bus at a train station. It just isn't coming. Instead, the real magic happens when you take action, ready or not. That's how you can learn. That's how you can grow. That's how you can get things moving. And that's how you can stop being uncomfortable. The best entrepreneurs out there didn't start with everything figured out. They learned as they went along, making mistakes, tripping over and picking themselves up again. Okay, so the third and final piece of advice I'm going to give you is remember you'll always be working on your mindset. So running a business isn't just about serving clients, spreadsheets and Instagram reels. It's also about what's going on in your head. It's about how you handle the highs and lows and everything in between. Do you see challenges as insurmountable obstacles or opportunities for growth? Do you dwell on mistakes or learn from them and move forward? Your mindset and your attitude is crucial for you to succeed. And here's the thing. This is something that every entrepreneur deals with, whether they're just starting out or they're top of their game. Even the big shots have to constantly check in with their mindset and adjust it accordingly. Successful UK entrepreneur Stephen Bartlett posted recently on LinkedIn that successful people have mental health issues, bad habits, gaps in their knowledge, moments of self-doubt, procrastination issues, imperfect routines, insecurities and imposter syndrome too. They also know that all of these things are perfectly normal. That's the difference. What he means here is that the difference between failure and success as a business owner is realising that whatever issues you have, it's normal and you can still be successful without being perfect. You see, each new level you reach in your business, there's a new set of challenges waiting for you. Or as my mentor, Denise Duffel-Thomas says, new level, new devil. With every step of the ladder, you might have to deal with more complex issues, bigger risks, higher stakes, and all of that is going to require a mental upgrade. You have to outgrow old fears, smash through self-imposed ceilings and keep developing the courage to step into the unknown. Remembering managing your mindset isn't something you just do once and then forget about it. It's an ongoing process, a daily practice. Think of it like going to the gym for your brain. You're building mental muscle, resilience and flexibility. 
And just like physical exercise, it can be tough. It can be exhausting, but it's worth it because a strong mindset is one of the most powerful tools you can have in your entrepreneurial toolbox. So don't sweep this advice aside and think, if only I can just get my business started and make money, all my problems will disappear. Unfortunately, our minds don't work like that way. And let's be real here. There's going to be times when you're full of self-doubt, times when you feel like you're faking it, times when our old friend imposter syndrome creeps in. But the solution is to start working on ways to manage your mindset, habits and behaviours right now so that you're mentally tooled up as your business develops and grows. The bottom line is kicking off your entrepreneurial journey is not unlike being a child learning about the world all over again. Make sure to choose your mentors wisely and listen to their advice. Sure, you'll trip, you'll stumble, but each time you'll get right back up and take another step forward until before long you're more confident in your business than you are now in your job. So don't shy away from following the advice that seems the hardest, as it more than likely will bring you the biggest rewards. Okay, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, the link to the show notes is in the description for this episode on whatever platform you're listening from. Remember, you deserve to live your passion. So go for it. This is your time. Hey, so if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google or Amazon so you know as soon as a new episode is released and don't miss out. And while you're there, feel free to give a rating or drop in a comment. I would love to hear from you.